our word for this Palm Sunday that we'll be reflecting on. When he, Jesus, drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. You can be seated. It's a far cry, no pun intended, from a triumphant entry set of words, isn't it? To me, it sounds more like a tearful entry. I'm going to reflect on a simple story that we hear over and over this time a year with a message for each one of us towards the end. I simply remind you of this familiar story that is recorded for us in the Bible. It begins on a Sunday morning, and Jesus is walking. He's drawing near to villages, and as he draws near to this village, Bethany and Bethphage, he sends two of his disciples ahead of him, saying this that we get from Luke. As Jesus approached Bethphage and Bethany at a hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you. As you enter it, you will find the colt tied there. No one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you why you're untying it, tell them that the Lord has need of it. A little later in the scriptures, we hear that the disciples take their cloaks and lie it on the back of this beast of burden, then somehow set Jesus on top of it, and Jesus proceeds to travel towards Jerusalem. But by then, as Jesus is already descending down the the Mount of Olives, the news travels from one person to another as people are gathering from near and far to celebrate this amazing festival called the Passover. This opportunity where the Jewish people get to remember all that God had done for them as they were delivered from the hands of the Egyptians and slavery. And they were identified as God's people and rescued. But here, on this day, this Palm Sunday, lining both sides of the road, this multitude of people were gathering. And as they were gathering, they were waving palm branches, some being strewn on the streets. And they were saying things like this, Hosanna to the king. There was an excitement, there was a buzz, there was this ah throughout the city. Now imagine, for just a moment if you would with me, Jesus, seeing all this play out before his eyes. I imagine he was able to survey the crowd that had been gathering and look into the faces of everybody that was there, much like I can see the faces of everyone here today. And what did Jesus find? I'm sure he found the look in some, a love. A love because they had been touched by this man, this one that came, their Lord, Maybe some of them had even been healed by him. And and can you imagine seeing Jesus again after receiving healing and and how great it was to see the one that, that provided such a great gift for you? I imagine also there were these angry faces, call them sinister faces, Scripture identifies them here as the Sadducees and the Pharisees, the ones that said, Jesus, do away with your disciples, rebuke your disciples, stop all this. These men were threatened by Jesus. Absolutely threatened by him. 
They were waiting for him to mess up, make one mistake, something that they could stone him for, some blasphemous word, something that they could take him out and be done with him forever. They were watching intently. Angry, sinister faces. Then there were the soldiers. Anxious faces, on edge faces, waiting for the moment to be able to draw a sword and take down anyone that would try and rebel against them. There were so many Jews there that they could overwhelm the city, overwhelm the Romans, so these soldiers were on edge. All of these folks were there. In the presence of Jesus. And I'm sure Jesus realized as he was listening to this phrase being echoed through the city streets that day, Hosanna, which means save us, that that same cry in less than a week's time would be drowned out as those with the sinister faces stir up the crowds and and get the crowds to cry out, crucify him. Maybe some weren't saying that at all on that Good Friday. Maybe some were just standing, watching, waiting to see what Jesus would do while he hung on that cross. They were on their way to Jerusalem, all of them. The loving faces, the sinister faces, the anxious faces, and Jesus. And all of a sudden, the procession, the parade stops. I wonder if it was kind of like in rush hour when you're, you're driving along and all of a sudden you just, man, what is going on? I got places to be, ah, coffee to get, all these things. And you look and for miles and miles all you see is a sea of cars. I wonder if that was like that on this procession. Only those that were closest to Jesus, the, the incident, could see what was going on. He looked at the city of of Jerusalem and he saw this mixture of faces, this multitude of eyes looking at him and, and all he sees is emptiness. Emptiness. You see, they had heard his teachings, but they didn't receive the message of peace that the Messiah was meaning to bring. And as he approached the Jerusalem, Scripture tells us he sees the city And he weeps. He doesn't just shed a tear. He weeps. Saying, if you, even you, had only known this day what would bring you peace, but now it's hidden from your eyes. Folks, these were God's people. These were God's children, the chosen ones, the ones that were rescued, the ones that were coming to celebrate the Passover. These were God's people, but they did not understand the Messiah. And the message that he came to bring when he walked in their midst. And because of that, Jesus wept. Matthew tells us this way. It's recorded, O Jerusalem, O Jerusalem, how often would I have gathered you together as hens gather her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't come. 
The, the very fact that the, the people in that day who had cut down palm branches and were strewing it across the street and waving them in the air signaled that they did not understand why Jesus had come. You see, they had done this before in their history. Anytime a leader would step up and try and overthrow those that were oppressing, they were doing it with palm branches. These palm branches were not more a symbol of praise. They were a call to arms. Pick up your swords. Let's take these people out. Jesus, you lead us. What about today? Just like the city of Jerusalem, we find ourselves in God's presence today. What does he see when he looks into your faces? Does he see people that are concerned by so many things? Remember, uh, Monday's April 15th, and what's that day? Tax day. You got your taxes done? Please don't do them now. Are you worried about things that are beyond your control? You see, we, we think we have control, but control is simply an illusion. We do not have control. Are you worried about your health? So busy in your life right now that you're running from here and there, and you don't have time for the things that are eternally important, namely spending time with your Lord and reflecting on all that he's done. What about us today? Is there a reason for Jesus to cry over what he sees when he looks into our eyes? Are we like that rebellious and unbelieving Jerusalem? Well, let's take it a little farther. My brothers and sisters, you and I have heard the teachings of Jesus, just like those did back in Jesus' day in Jerusalem. We've heard his teachings. But actually, we've heard more than what they got to hear. We know the the story, the accounts that Scripture gives us that leap off of the pages of God's Word about the life, the death, and the resurrection of our Lord. We've heard the call of Jesus that the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand and that we get to repent and believe the gospel. You came to church today. Many for our own various reasons. Maybe you needed a a word of encouragement. Maybe you needed to know God's forgiveness. Maybe you needed to know God still sees you and still is walking with you and still cares about you. Every opportunity that we come and gather for church, and and, and even when we have the opportunity to receive communion, does it change you? Do you leave transformed? Is there any difference when you walk outside these walls in your life because you've been touched by the message of salvation found in him, the one true God? Have your hearts changed? Will you forgive those that have hurt you? Will you love your neighbor more? Is there a reason for all of heaven to be rejoicing right now because they see something that's going on in your life? Namely, a repentant sinner. Folks, you and I need to be honest with ourselves. We are sinners. But I do not want to overlook this. This message of hope and blessing that's ours today. Jesus came. He came. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. 
you and me. He came for us. That's the blessing that's ours today. Jesus came riding on a donkey. Yes, the people did not understand, and it was a call to arms with praise, palm branches. But for you and for me that understand the resurrection, understand sins forgiven, we should be praising God and saying, Hosanna, Lord, save us. Save us from our sinful condition. Save us. We are sinners, yes, but we are believers that are invited by you, God, to come and hear your presence. You are the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Hosanna, save us. Transform us. Lead us. And you've done that. Maybe, starting now, you recognize you're sure you've done things that you're not proud of. Maybe you've turned your back on God for whatever reason. But today, this very day, he's providing you a moment to be in his presence and remind you of his great love, his mercy, and his compassion for you. That for you comes at no cost, but for him cost him everything. Today we enter into Holy Week. And I pray as you celebrate Holy Week that this time would be a blessing for you to ponder anew all that Jesus had done for you. All that Jesus had done for you. And my prayer is that when Jesus looks out at us, it's not, oh, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem, if only you had known. My prayer is it would be, oh, Frankenmuth, oh, Frankenmuth, you people of courage, you who cry and you Proclaim the gospel message because of the joy that is in your hearts. You, the people of faith that gather together to hear God's word, trust in him completely and rejoice in all his promises. Let us be a people through word and deed that show how beautiful it is to live with Jesus because the one, our Lord, came to save and seek that which is lost. You and me. Hosanna. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard our hearts and lives in Christ Jesus. Amen.